right. Hey, everybody. We are here at the All In headquarters. Uh, welcome to the All In podcast. Uh, we talk about what it means to be all in in all areas of your life. And today we're going to talk uh, about being all in with your knowledge of the real estate market and how it affects you. We've got a special guest who's originally from Northern California. He grew up in wine country helping his dad uh, in the restaurant business. And Brian moved to Nashville because it was a developing town. And he brought, uh, he says, the thought of being part of something growing and expanding where he can contribute to the growth in a positive way excited him. Um, Now he's a realtor and investor in the Nashville area and owner of the Vance Group. So please welcome Brian Vance. Brian, thanks for coming, brother. Good thanks to see for you. having me. Thanks for coming. I know we've talked about this a minute, and <clears throat> I think we met one time, um, gosh, I think we met over at like Mitchell's Deli the first time. Yeah, and, well, we uh, met at uh, was that what it was? Manny's event. Manny's, that's yeah. right. Okay. And it was at the, uh, the dinner at the Dream Hotel. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so Manny's event. I said, who's Shout this out snazzy, to Manny. Who's this Shout out to guy? Manny. Yeah, in, 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 so, in a uh, denim suit. Just <laughs> that's right we were, were uh, looking over uh at the dream hotel we were looking at the back place looked over uh uh the um the printer's alley mm-hmm. yeah and those girls that was a walked fun by night. and they said hey are you the guy from brothers osborne i said yeah i said that's right you had your head on that's yeah. right you had your head on. that's right i'll do an autograph later ladies keep walking totally totally <laughs> oh i remember that that was a fun night he still has those so um you were not the last one were you no 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 yeah, shout out to Manny. Yeah, see you out there, brother. Um, but then, yeah, so we, we 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 talked. We got right into real estate. I know, and um, you know, I remember talking to you, and it's just I'm always fascinated when somebody just moves here, and you know, picks up and moves. You know, not from 50 miles away, but you know, you moved from Northern California. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, stubbornness and stupidity. I think yeah, yeah. a little bit of both. <laughs> no, I was a. Uh, I was in a, it was kind of just a happen sense of, of like perfect timing. I was in a very transitional stage. Um, I actually was working in a, for a loan company at a time. Okay. I was doing a little transaction. I was in a, I was on a dialer in an office. Nice. Just, it was great. It's the worst. Get your I feet wet. <laughs> yeah, I got my feet wet. Um, then the offices end up getting closed and end up moving back to California or NorCal. I was in, I was in Irvine at the time. Um, had a friend that I had met a decade prior in Brazil who lived in Nashville. And he was like, Hey man, like I really think you'd, you'd like it here. Like this might be your people. And I'm, you know, being from California, you're just kind of indoctrinated with this idea that, well, I live in the best state. <laughs> Why would I leave? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I'll never leave. Uh, so I was like, but I'll come visit. And I came and visited. And by the end of the trip, I said, I'll see you in six months. Packed everything I could fit, my little Honda Accord, and shipped it out and flew over and been here ever since. About seven years now, almost eight. And when we say Nashville, I mean, I think, um, I mean, there's a difference between Nashville and the Burbs. I mean, they, yep. you know what I mean? Um, even the way they vote or whatever. I mean, but so, you know, I think it's cool when people come from Cali and they just, you know, they plug right in a lot of times. I mean, and you, you just said, hey, I'm just going to do it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. I kind of had that. You have to burn your ships, right? Mm. So I told myself that this was. I had to make this work. No plan B. We there was no plan B. We, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. No. It's like I have to make this work, and I put myself in a position. I actually had a business before, um, like a little logistics business, and it ended up folding, and I had lost a considerable amount of money that I was going to move and invest in real estate with. Mm-hmm. So I had to start all over again. 
wow. here. And I moved here. I had like five grand in my account and 20 grand worth of credit card debt and uh, blew through the five grand pretty quickly. Broadway can be a little expensive. <laughs> We've, right. We've all had a great time. Right. Uh, and I was sitting there at a point, someone had told me, they said, if you're not making money in Nashville, you're doing something wrong. Okay. And I'll never forget, I even forget who said it to me, but like something just shifted at that moment. And I took responsibility. I'm like, all right, I'm responsible for where I'm at. In my finances, in life, I'm here. I will do whatever it takes. There's no plan B. I'm not going back to the restaurant business. Mm. Fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am. Yeah. I'm done. So I got a job barbacking at Tequila Cowboy okay. on Broadway. You've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Great place. Little plug for uh, Tequila Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For Blacked Out, you've probably been there. Um, and I did that for about three years. Uh, 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. about four or five nights a week. Okay. And uh, did real estate every day. Uh, was with a modeling agency. Mm -hmm. Did acting and modeling for three mm -hmm. years as well. Yeah. And uh, after about three years, I had made enough money to buy a house, leverage myself out, and do real estate full time. So it wasn't overnight, was it? For three or four years. And plus, what I hear you saying is, is it was it was a mindset. Really, dude. I mean, you said, I mean, but it's a mindset shift. You had to, and before you did anything, you had to say, I'm going to burn my ships, as you put it. Um, I'm not going to have a plan B. And what does that do when you don't really have a plan, like when you burn those ships, like in your mind? Like you had to say something clicked where it wasn't, you know what I mean? Somebody said something to you. They said, hey, you know, if you can't make it Nashville, you know something wrong. But that was that was the thing. But you can't if you just if that's all you get if that's all you do you, you got to do something with that. So something inside I think has to change. I think right. You just have to want it more than you want your comfortability, mm. right? You have to sacrifice your comfortability, like the comfortable nature that you are probably in that puts you in that position, and you have to just chase it Relentless. every fucking day. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like it's not. For a week or for a month, it's the it's what you do every day that over time produces results. Right, right. It's the discipline, and what I learned was that in discipline, I found freedom, which is kind of like a contradictory right. concept, right? But it's uh, it's interesting. It's a paradox, but the way that yeah, but that's how it works. Like I never used my calendar. Now I'm. Like if I'm dating someone, I'm like, if you're not in my calendar, you don't exist. Like <laughs> right. I, I know that's fucked up to say, but like if you're not in there, like I'm gonna miss it. So <laughs> right. like I live in that thing. I'm looking Listen at it to like that, 10 ladies. times a day. Yeah, uh, Brian at the Vance Group .co just sent me an invite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let you know if the times work. Yeah. But I mean, like, dude, you were, you know, you were doing two things at once. I mean, you were bar backing uh, and doing real estate and I mean, modeling and acting and mo yeah. yeah. And I three when things I, yeah. when I was doing that, it was funny because there was some realtor friends that I had. They were like, "Oh, we'll we'll, we'll help you out," and like never did. And they're like, "Oh, well, you you can't drive a Honda and be a realtor." Like, oh, you can't be a bar back and be a realtor. You can't, like, be an actor and be a realtor. Oh, wow. And I was like, I just, I think I just took it on as, like, the when challenge. someone tells me I can't do something, I'm just like, I will show you. Right. Just wait. Well, damned if you didn't. <laughs> so you look back. I feel like we're still at the You ever see those folks now? Or, do you, or is it like, I'm sure you're probably friends with some of them. Some, some of them are out of the business. Some of them are out of the business. Yes. And some, um, yeah. I don't really see them that much anymore. Yeah. But. Great they people, see, love they, them, they wish them the best. Yeah. It's kind of hard not to, brother. But you have I mean, to like, as you are 
as you're cultivating this kind of mindset and growth and and you're attacking this goal, right? You have to protect who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. right? If, if you take or if you listen to one of those things and it's like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I should. Yeah. Actually, I had a girl call me. It was She worked at Tequila Cowboy with me yesterday and she was like, hey, do you mind if I ask you some questions about real estate? I'm looking about getting into it. I said, yeah, I have a couple of minutes. She's like, oh, well, like given the market, like, what do you think? Is, is it a good idea for me to get into real estate? Pause. And I said, I'm going to tell you one thing. Don't ever get someone else's opinion about what you think you should do. Right. If this is what you believe you should do and this is in your heart, go for it. It doesn't matter what's happening in the market. Yeah. You'll find your niche and you'll make it work. Right. She's like, that's really good advice. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, yeah. people do ask that. I mean, I get asked that. Like, um, what would you recommend, you know, going into the real estate industry? I mean, I just got asked it the other day and my answer was pretty similar. I mean, it was, you know, you kind of have to, if a, it's going to be a lot of work. It's a full-time gig. Can't it's inescapable. And, um, you may not make much money at first, if any, but the, all the trial and error and the learning, if, if a get a mentor of some sort. Now, what I hear from you is that you tried that and maybe the mentorship didn't work, but, Ideally, I think mm. if you've got somebody that you can sort of ride and just, you know, they'll let you kind of come along for the ride and just observe and do the grunt work. Like, yep. hell, you may have to bring, go get Starbucks for them or whatever if, it's, if that's what it is, if you get to see what's going on when they're on their calls, right? You're around someone doing the thing that you want you to sort do. of absorb yeah, it, right? Totally, totally. I, I wanted to have a mentor when I moved here. But the thing about real estate that I didn't know is that it's built on your network. And I didn't know anyone. Right. So I was like, cool. Now I just have to figure it out myself. So I like read books and YouTube videos and asked questions, asked a lot of questions. But ultimately it was, now my recommendation is get a mentor, get a team, learn quickly. Right. I didn't sell a house for a year and a half. Almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. Yeah. I think they think immediately they're going to get in and they're going to sell I mean, their family, but heck, your family was back in California. It's kind of hard to work two markets, right? I mean, yeah. um, like they and like your family, like even their network, they're like they know me as like Hank's kid, right? <laughs> like not a realtor yeah, to them, right? Like now I am, right? Because I've taken the time to establish that business, right? Um, and my family, like my dad, doesn't even know what I do, really. <laughs> like we were talking the other day, what like, does you do? Yeah, he's like. He's like, oh, so like, what are you doing in, in, in real estate? Like, how many homes do you sell last year? I'm like, oh, I sold like you know, 46 or something. It's like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> was, yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, Typical I father-son conversation. Right, right, <laughs> right. I mean, when you talk to people back uh, in California, do you do you find them asking, hey, is this a cool place for me to land as well? Or do you do you have those connections? I mean, because now you're established here. You love it here. Obviously, you would have gone or you would have left. Yeah. Not to say that every place is perfect. I mean, sure. right, every, every, there's no perfect place, including when Nashville. I was first moving there, they were like, oh, you're going to go be a farmer in Nashville? <laughs> yeah. Like, Wear a rope yeah. belt and you know, barefoot. Overalls and a shovel. It's amazing what people think that <laughs> yeah. they, like, right? Now they're like, Man, you you really made the the smart move. Like you got really lucky. <laughs> yeah, you struck gold. Struck yeah. it, caught lightning in a bottle. Like, yeah. It's like kind of been here a while. Yeah, just, people like, just sure. have always thought that it was the way it was that way for me in college. Even yeah. by I mean, Peck, man, people definitely think that it's just you're wearing rope belts and walking around barefoot. 
Yeah. I mean, you're you're listening to Hee Haw or old Hee Haw reruns <laughs> or something. I've li- listened to a lot of Hee Haw since I moved here a little honky tonkin. <laughs> Robert's Western World's my favorite spot. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're celebrated in public for what you do in private, you know, for right. what you practice in, in, in private. You can't fake it. You can't. You can't. And if you're getting any sort of notoriety or people are noticing, it's because of the iceberg underneath of work oh, yeah. that's been there to do yeah. that. You know this. I mean, you've been well, And they make posters long? about it now, right? You know, all the success thing, all the stuff under the deal that the iceberg. People don't see that part. Sure. And you don't know until you go through it. Yeah. Right. You only see the success of it. And I don't even feel like I've had six small amounts of success, but it feels like this is just the beginning. Yeah. You know, like I'm not even close. Yeah. I mean, dude, to being where I want to be right. or where I think I should be or, you know, all that fun stuff. So you're young. You, you've been here how many years now? You started seven, seven years. And it's been a. I mean, it's been a big trajectory, I think. I mean, and but those first three three years, I mean, it was it was tough. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. But now, talk about what you got going on now. So it's, you got mm-hmm. you're doing residential, you know, uh, standard buyer seller stuff. You know, traditional is that yep. what we call that traditional real estate. But then, uh, in addition mm-hmm. to that, what are you doing? So yeah, tell tell, tell everybody group, about that. We um, hired a buyer's agent. We're working with buyers and sellers, but our main focus is wealth through real estate. Mm-hmm. So not the people that you call to find your perfect home. If you have any sort of investor mindset when you per- are purchasing a home, and this is going to be the first of many, we're the people that you call. Right. Uh, I narrowed that down in the last couple of years of my niche is because that's what I love to do. Yeah, The purpose of getting into real estate for me was that I could build wealth through real estate and I could get the deals or I could work or figure out how to get the deals. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, what I've done is I've been acquiring properties, rezoning them, getting the lots in the back, uh, developing the lots, and rehab projects as well. All that I'll keep in rent. Or- so you rehab the lot in the back mm-hmm. to build another property on it. Mm-hmm. And so talk about how that ends up playing out easily. Well, it's great because you have you buy your house, right? And then luckily I live in a district where the councilwoman is very supportive of, of more development and you know so you want to give a shout out you want to give a shout out Keontae Toombs thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, you know she's always been very supportive and my neighbors have as well uh, for the most part but you rezone it and by the time you're done with that rezone and then you HPR it you have a free lot in the back that's worth 100 to 150,000 yeah which is a pretty good ad value yeah. you know that then you can use as a down payment for your new construction project right so you have no money out of pocket other than to rezone the parcel. Right. And then you just refinance, you have equity, you have that 150 that kind of ro- rolls into it and you know, you have a good So you're definitely using debt as a tool. Absolutely. Leverage. That's all it is. It's amazing that, you know, you get haters out there in, in um the interwebs and they'll say things like, Well, you don't own the property until you have it free and clear because mm-hmm. you still have pay tax on it or I'll, you know, the other day there's somebody said, uh, well, if you have a mortgage on it, you don't really, you, you don't really have, you don't really, you don't making profit. And it's just like, how, how, I don't understand, like, how, where do they get their information? Like, uh, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, well, and they also is, don't own a home. Right. I mean, but like, right. it's like, okay, every millionaire I know has a mortgage. Most, I mean, 
and I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there that just says, heck, I'm just, I'm 80 and I don't want a mortgage, but most everyone I know. Now, I don't know if this comes from Grant Cardone or whatever, or the, this idea of He's like- He's been hating on oh, the home ownership. Buying a, a home, you know, owning your own home, but like- I'm like, your whole business is built on multifamily. Right. <laughs> right. But it does create this conversation for people to just sort of latch onto that. My point is, is that debt is a tool that's that you give when it's the right kind of debt. Mm-hmm. And I think people, really, it comes from a place of, I think, People, th- you know, wanting to be wise and good stewards with their money. And sure. I think they think they're just, you know, doing that by saying, "Hey, no, I want to. I don't want to be over leveraged or mess myself up because they think, well, I'll buy, then the market will tank, and then I'll be upside down." And so everyone thinks of the worst instead of thinking, "Well, what could go right?" And then you really don't lose unless you sell it, right? I mean, if you if if the worst did happen, the market tank, like yeah. even. Right. Like even right now, like, what do you say to that? And people say, well, gosh, what if market tanks in Nashville and goes down 20, 30%, then what? Well, keep it. Right. (laughs) I mean, if you look at real estate values from the beginning of when they were first being sold to now. Right. Always goes up. Right. (laughs) Right. Population increases, demand increases, Mm -hmm. like. And I guess everyone has that cousin that lives in, um, I don't know, in the Valley in California or whatever that bought their home for 800 and then it went down to 700 and they needed to move in six months. I mean, to me, that's Pretty just rare. kind of an anomaly. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. and you know, so anyway, that's interesting. I just think, so you finance your projects. I, I try to, I try to educate people as like, Hey, well, your real estate is a hard asset. Hmm. So think of it that way versus your home. Yeah. So if you need to, then rent it. Or turn it in, or find a way to be profitable in it. Like, yeah, you have to get. You can move out and rent it out. You have to get creative in this market to to maximize the investment, right? Right. So get creative. Don't just think buy and sell. Like rezone the part, rezone the property. Get a free lot in the back. Take that hundred grand that you just lost and cash out. Put it in your pocket. I honestly think, just in general, that's almost the way life in in the in the business world works in terms of like building wealth. Like there's this. Three or four just basic rules that everyone sort of, you know, knows. Yeah. But then outside of that, there's these other little rules that people play by, like leveraging um, tax benefits, like getting a cost segregation study done so they mm-hmm. don't have to pay taxes on it. And people just don't know about that, so they just assume and write it off. But when you finally yeah. when you find out, ah. Not everything's a scam. This is, you know, this is actually, there's another way and I just didn't know. So even just in the last few years, I've learned so much. I mean, just about cost segregation, you know, getting a, a study to where this is the way that people don't pay income tax at all. Yeah. Because they're borrowing money against their properties that have gone up in value. Then they buy other cash flow producing properties. I mean, am I right? I mean, yeah, what, no, what, what am right. I missing there? I no. Mean, well, people don't know that. I mean, the, the general... General public right. person doesn't even know how buying a home works. Right. So then you want to talk about cost segregation and like debt and like right. you know that their their image of debt is credit card debt, right. which is high interest. You know, right? Like oh, net it's bad. Yeah, paying right. off every it's month. Did, and that one is still bad. It's not so. But I mean, no. given the right things, I mean, you know, I think of uh, you know Alex Ramosi was down to nothing, and he you know had a hundred thousand um, dollar business credit card that he used, but he had the plan. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, he, but he made, he executed that plan. He used, he maxed out that card. He was down to nothing, but he had a plan. It wasn't back like. Back against the wall. Yeah, his back was against you, the wall. You might surprise yourself. You, the back was against the wall. There's yeah. no doubt. Um, so you finance your projects. Now, when you go through, say, um, you know, it's an investment property, um, are you getting hard money? Or are you doing, you know, when, 
how are you financing them usually? Talk about like for viewers out there thinking, hey sure. man, I want to, I want to, I may want to do that myself. I may call you Brian because I, you know, I'm thinking I may want you to find me a property to do this with. So I'm a more non-traditional investor. I buy properties 20% down that mm-hmm. are investment because I like to have that chunk of equity, equity. in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to have right enough the spread mm-hmm. if I need to rent it. What's my, I like 500 to a thousand bucks cash flow profit on every property. That's my minimum. Right. Ideally like a thousand, which is a really good spread. Yeah. That gives me enough to like play around with. If the market does tank, I can drop the price and not lose and not be underwater. Right. Um, but I do bank finance, traditional bank financing, construction mm-hmm. loans for the development projects. And I'll probably do the same for the rehab. I might do hard money. Um, and my network and past clients have, um, kind of sums of money that they're like, Hey, put it to work. Yeah. So what do you think about commercial? Are you, do you have a desire for that at all? Or are you staying <laughs> pretty much in the residential and commercial is a whole nother beast. Um, I would love to own commercial and know more about it. It's the time to do that is, you know, I have You've only got so much time. time, yeah. Yeah, but I have great commercial partners. I mean, hell, that, girls got to, you know, go on your calendar to get a date. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> how, how are you going to learn commercial? You got to take some time. <laughs> got to go to a conference and just you know, get <laughs> right. straight into it. <laughs> right. right. Um, no, but that that has been on my list of like, yeah, I want to get and, – and just it's better for me to know in my industry and my skill set, right? Like the yeah. more I know about that, the more educated I am, the more educated I can be for my clients and help guide people. Yeah. So, well, I think it's what, another thing going back to just some basics. I mean, I think people get caught up in um, rates being higher for everyone, whether it's an, you're sure. an investor, you're mm-hmm. a, a property owner that's going to buy a primary residence. But, you know, investors, I don't think they think of it the same, right? I mean, they're still got to look at the numbers, but you just maybe got to find a better deal. So you get, you make it up on negotiating a lower price, right? Versus, versus just freezing and sitting on the, sitting on the sidelines, staying on the sidelines, like, yeah. you know, kind of the masses do when behaviorally America is pretty much, you know, moves with rates. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. rates go up. Everybody says, don't buy. You should, you know, my Instagram, all that people, you know, TikTok, they're all just like, Oh God, rates are too high. They're wise. Yeah, you know, don't buy. So you're, you're crazy. Don't buy right now. Yeah. It's like rates are six and a half percent as we speak today. Like, um, that's actually a pretty average. What's not normal was two or three, which we'll probably probably never see again. But when you when yeah. you think about that, man, it's like uh, I think you have to sort of reformulate everything, right? You kind mm-hmm. of you look at the whole picture, not just the interest rate. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like you said, I mean, it's you you have to get creative, right? And I, I what I really think comes down to is like problem solving. Yeah, that's really what it is. Figure it out. There's more ways. I mean, it's not just those three or four ways that everyone knows, yep. you know, 30 year fixed and stay in the loan or whatever. Cause that was another thing that you and I connected on. We, we said, look, uh, did you know there's actually this different way of financing? Um, and there's this product that we have called the all in one loan, you know, where it's a, it's a hybrid of a first lien HELOC 30 year, yep. um, 80% LTV, 80% LTV mm-hmm. with a checking account. So, it's t- it's a it's two products in one, and and really the idea is that you can set your line at eighty percent, but you might not owe that much, mm-hmm. so you can draw out the rest when you want. And so what we did for you, one, you want to describe kind of what kind of how it played out? <laughs> yeah, it worked well because because I split my lot, you know, I was able to release that back lot and also get a new appraisal on my front house, which then gave me a line of credit of five eighty, mm-hmm. uh, and you well, only owed two forty. Yeah, yeah. 
she had that difference mm-hmm. with which you could do whatever with. Yeah. You could so use it to, per- yeah, to three, build three, on three, build on that one or go buy something else. I can be my own hard money lender. Yeah. I can renovate my project and refinance and pay it off. Uh, the, the the flexibility, I mean, I think it took me a week or two to grab the concept because it, yeah. it was so mm-hmm. out of the spectrum of yeah. what we're taught and what I teach on a day-to-day basis. And I'm like, so you mean I can just refinance and I'll get this and I'll have a line of credit and then like, I don't make a payment every month? I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so why, so to tell people, so why, why is it that you don't make a payment every month? Because. So it's based on your line of credit. Your, your line of credit is reduced by your interest payment yeah. every month. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, all the money that, all the money that you're putting in, like you, yeah. you get paid a commission because mm-hmm. you sell a house, mm-hmm. um, you know, no modeling gigs and none of that anymore, but like you, you, you get, you sell a house or it, whether it's your own or you get a commission from selling John and Sally a house, yeah. you, um, then you deposit that. So the, the checking account part, you deposit it in there and then it, it sweeps over, right? Right. That's what we're saying. And then it pays down. So you're paying, everything goes towards the balance of the loan immediately. And your interest adjusts. Yep. So you have a lower interest payment. Every every month. Yeah. I've just been doing lump sums. Yeah. So I'll close a couple, put in a lump sum. You're watching your balance shrink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shrinking pretty fine. fast. Yeah. What we ran the numbers. It was like, you you pay like one twenty fourth the interest. Yeah. If over like a two year period of like yeah. paying off, which is pretty cool, I guess. It is, it's a paradigm shift, right? I mean, because Especially if you look real, at the amortization schedule of your, of your loan, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you're, just thinking, you're just thinking like, Hey, I'm, I'm used to paying this the certain way. Like, wait a minute. I pay a mortgage payment every month. You know, it's supposed to be two thousand a month. Oh, if I, and if I don't work, oh, I still have to pay. Right. If I, if I don't close the deal, I still have to pay that mortgage. Right. But with this, what no. if something happened? What if you like, hey, I went to Cali for a month just because, you know, I had a relative that was sick or just because I wanted to. Yeah. And I didn't close anything. I mean, it's not likely, but let's just say, you know, but you're not really you, the loan could pay for itself that month until you got back in it. If mm-hmm. you know, worse, cause we literally had people do and during a COVID that, you know, said they, they lost their business. They lost their, their job, but you know, they're saying, Hey, thankfully we didn't lose our home because of this loan. And that's where you start to realize that all right, the, we're, we're, on to, we're on to something here yeah. with value. You know, I'm surprised it's legal. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, I mean, that just the flexibility of, of of what you said and not having to worry about that if yeah. something happens, right? Because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, well, what if the market crashes?" Right? That's yeah. everyone's thing. Cool, great. Well, you're not going to lose your house because right. you have this much equity or this much, you know, yeah. as a line of credit. And we can run the numbers and maybe a year and a half or two years if you're not paying on it. Yeah, you will. But like that flexibility really sold me because it gave me more freedom to utilize debt leverage and leverage mm-hmm. and money to do the things that I want to do Powerful. faster than what I could do at the rate that I was doing them. Yeah, it's that speed. Mm-hmm. It's it's the um, you know that money that movement of the money, the speed. Because I mean, yeah. you kind of want to get into the project, you know, and do what you need to do, and move on to the next one. And hopefully, you know, you've made some money there. But mm-hmm. if you're just stuck in with stale product that it, you're kind of just, you're, you're, you're just limited with options. It seems like, right. Yeah. I like options and I like flexibility. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, dude, this has been great. Uh, tell me what's coming up this year. You're excited about, what do you think is going to happen with, uh, you want to talk about like real estate? How are you advising your clients? I mean, um, that can kind of worried about 20% drops. We're just offering 20% under. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> make lots of and offers. Been, yeah, and it's been hitting. <laughs> make lots of offers yeah. and see which ones hits, right? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, by nature an optimist. Um, right. I think next year is going to be a great year. I do too. And when the majority of people are saying it's going to be some way, I usually find the majority of people don't know what the hell they're talking right. about. <laughs> so, and like it, with the way that my business, luckily I have great clients and great referrals and um, people keep calling. Hey, we're moving to Nashville. Like people are still moving here. They got to move somewhere. And plus you get sick of one place bad enough. You'll, you'll move, you know, especially if you're from California. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, listen, I love to visit my wife's from there, as you know, and um, I love Northern California. I love Southern California. Um, but yeah, I mean, most people that move here, um, I don't think they want to go back, you know, no. I saw some license plate the other day. It was in Mercedes, an older guy. I forget what it said, but it was, it was down on Cali. And it was kind of like, I don't know, but it was like, uh, don't California, Ca- Cali, Cali, Cali <laughs> gone or something like that. But I was just like, he was out, yeah. you know, and you, you yeah. could tell like, he just, that was his motto now, you know, it's and it's been Mercedes. I'm out, you know, these are my people. <laughs> right. So, I mean, thanks again, dude. We yeah, appreciate you being you, here. Um, always enjoy hanging with you. Always enjoy being with you. Um, Oh yeah. How can, uh, great point. How can people find you? So you mentioned that earlier, but, yeah. and, and there's, you got a unique, uh, email. There's, there's not an M on the end of it. No, it's dot, dot co. co. And dot so co. if people, you, people mess that up. Well, you know what it is? It, Cause I did it. It's uh autocorrect. Autocorrect, I know. bro. I know. It's, like, damn uh, it. I did it twice. Like discriminatory. Keeps, yeah. <laughs> it wants to, uh, like, yeah, pretty discriminatory. Yeah. You really gotta pay attention. Uh, uh the Vance group dot co. Uh, Brian at the Vance Group as well, and Instagram, uh, Brian being basic. So get to see Brian all my basic, basic fun yeah. adventures on there so. of real estate and renovation. So reach out to this guy. Um, we'd love to hear your comments, questions, anything. Um, hit the like and subscribe button, the little bell, uh, so uh, it goes off and you can hear about when we've got a new podcast coming up. So until next time, folks, we will see you.